Welcome to From Dream to Silver Screen, the podcast that follows the whole journey of making Wagyu Films' debut movie, Patriarch. The team are going to take you through acquiring funding, pre-production, filming, editing, visual effects, and even selling the film, all while providing hours of advice for filmmakers, actors, and crew, with hopefully a few laughs along the way. This podcast is sponsored by Zimplify, sales and marketing automation software that helps your business grow fast. Go to Zimplify.com forward slash Patriarch to get 20% off your first three months. That's Z-Y-M-P-L-I-F-Y.com forward slash Patriarch. We're also sponsored by Mostly T-Shirts Mostly.com. Fun and random t-shirts and hoodies for real film fans. See if you can get the references. Visit Mostly T-Shirts Mostly.com to buy your next favorite t-shirt. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is David Roberts, the writer-director of Patriarch. And as this is the first episode, I thought I'd give a quick background about who we are and why we're doing this. So over 10 years ago, um, four of us started a production company. Our plan was to produce commercials for uh you know about six months to a year maybe and then we'll just make films all the time but life doesn't quite work out like that so it was a real slog and we were right at the beginning we were working two jobs and things like that and but eventually we started to find success and we started to grow and 10 years later we had a full crew and department heads that you'd have on films we had all the camera equipment that you need we got post-production facilities uh 4,000 square foot production offices and so we got to the point where we realized that now we can do it now it's the time so we've started developing a script uh, for us a dark sci-fi thriller called Patriarch where if you're a fan of things like Stranger Things, Black Mirror, X-Files, things like that it's perfect type of film for you. We sent the script out there and we just finally got all the secured the extra funding that we need because we became after this growing slowly but surely and getting all of the stuff that you need for a film it obviously became really um a really good investment for funders so we're good to go and that's it so we're all excited and it's a dream come true and all that so what we wanted to do was on this podcast was to take you along the ride with us all along the way we're going to let you know how we're doing it where we're up to Lots of advice, strategies and tips for people who want to get into the film industry so you can learn from our mistakes, (laughs) which I'm assuming there's going to be quite a few, and our successes. So we don't really know if anything else is like this out there. So there might be, but um, we think this is pretty special. And if you want to become a filmmaker, uh, I think this is going to be quite essential listing. Anyway, I'm going to leave you to the conversation with myself and the crew, and we look forward to going on this journey with you. Okay, guys, so this is Dave, and I'm here with uh, Sean Bishop, the director of photography. Hi. Keith Lupton. <laughs> That's the best we do. <laughs> Keith Lupton, the uh, production designer. Hi, guys. And Scott Bishop, the head of video, uh, visual video, visual effects, and post-production. Hello. So, right, so now we got through the intros, which is really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard part. That was, that was my first public so, speaking in 20 years. <laughs> so what, what we're doing is we thought now would be a really good time to do the first podcast because we've literally just, well, I say literally, earlier today we were, came off the phone with our investors to confirm everything's fine, we're good to go. 
we're looking at filming in January if everything, touch wood, fingers crossed and all that. So we thought we'd get today, was, we, we'd usually have a meeting now about how, we're, how much we're crapping ourselves about how we've actually got to do this stuff, but that's pretty much what we're going to talk to about today. We're going to talk about the main things we're going to... Well, our main worries, how we're going to get around those worries, um, and what the main things we're excited about as well, because this is kind of a, a dream for all of us. So we've been, as I said, probably say, as I was saying earlier, well, we've just a commercial background and knew nothing but them, but this is what we've always wanted to do. So we're going to go through what we're excited about, what we're worried about. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do worries or...? Let's do the worries, yeah. Do worries first, and then, because obviously it's nice to finish on... On a high. Yeah. yeah on, the on positive positives. Note, yeah. yeah. Okay, so who wants to just who wants to start then? Keith looks well, like I'll he's go ready first, to go. I'll go first. I think um, I think anyone who does does films uh, or makes film or is in that kind of industry will always have that kind of thing that thing in their stomach where it's like I hope I hope it's okay or I hope people like it. I think that's my my main worry is you know when you when if people we, think it's any good. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we've we've put so much time, effort. You know, we've built this up. We've been spending years trying to put this together. You'd have that thing in the back of your mind thinking, oh, God, I hope people like it <laughs> after all the time that we've put into it. Um, but I think some of the feedback that we've had from some of the, the investors, um, some some from the um, the independent script reviews, um, some of the producers that we spoke to as well, um, some of the creative producers, and the feedback's been fantastic. So... It, it's kind of kind of makes you feel a little bit better that they've come back and, and they've said that the script's great. They can see the film. They can see how things how how well you have blinkers on, don't you? So yeah. it's kind of if you because there's no like for example when I wrote the script, there's no what's the word allure or what's the there's no mystery to me when I'm showing three of me oldest mates the script. What do you think of this? And you just look at what's wrong with it. You don't go oh wow that. So we've had blinkers on for so long for. I think it's all right, is it? It's only actually when you show somebody else where they actually when, give you a little pat on the back and go, this When was the first draft? That was like, is that six years ago, it, seven we years were, ago? We were in uh, Wavertree. It was two, three offices three, three, ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I think it came up with the, the first draft was probably about 2016, 2015, 2016. Keith's Batman voice. Yeah, yeah, can you remember yeah, that, was the first, that, that was the first read-through, wasn't it? We had, a read-through, done, we had the first read-through of it. Do, I uh, smashed... The uh, get out, get out line, which I'm I'm keeping when we when we start filming. I'm gonna the extra. He, when he for some reason in read throughs, Keith can't just do his normal voice. So he just keeps saying, "Do your normal voice." But he's like, right, yeah. I, just, I would have yeah, been I'm perfect a... for The Witcher. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing my hair out just in case. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, we you have, and so if we've been looking at it for five years, you just even though it's from say if our commercial work, if we're editing together a commercial, if you're by yourself and you're just editing it and editing it until you show somebody else, you, do you know when you get to that point where you're just like, is this any is this any good? Let me just grab somebody else from the team to actually double check that. And this it's just that, but on a really bigger scale, isn't it? So, um, but the fact of all the feedback we've been from third parties has been. Uh, and even if it was something where, oh, you should get rid of this, or like uh, our casting director, when we first showed her a script and she was kind of like, you need to chop out some of this dialogue. An, an actor's got to actually say some of this, um, where it was actually good advice. Can you remember how long the original draft was? It was 140 pages. I think it was longer than that, wasn't it? 
I thought it was two? more it was, it was getting closer because to two. It took us ages. Yeah, you rewrote <laughs> it to 130, yeah. And then, yeah, it, each time you showed us, the, the book went from there to there. Yeah, um, it went. Yeah, we went, right, really Scott really just thin. threw up his hands and then and did this. And, yeah, so did this? without yeah. without actual visual representation, it was a good chunky book of a novel with like think it the first, the paperback of it and then down to the a very small script of ninety pages. Well, some of the we've um, a lot of the feedback we get from uh, acting agents is and casting directors and things like that. So a good tip for a lot of um, people is. Actors and agents won't actually read a script if it's over 110 pages. Instead, they'll just ask for a treatment. It takes too long, yeah. And a treatment, is, like Patriarch is kind of, if you read the, I just never think the treat, a two-page treatment does it justice. So unless you're a well-known name or you've got a track record where actors just want to work with you if you've got budget or not for them, um, a treatment's not really going to cut it. So our... our like one of our producing partners is actually, we were showing the script and when he got back, he was talking to us today and a lot of the action, doing like the text in the, the description in the, in the script, he's like, why is this bunched up? Put a bit of space between them so it's easier to read. And we were kind of like, yeah, well, that was us getting the uh, page count down. It was when he was talking but, about uh, Anders and when he's got his speech and stuff and we we're like, yeah, we did have that in originally, but because that was probably about four or five pages, we had to cut it down just to hand it out to Four page monologue. Yeah, yeah it, was so, a, it was a monster book. But it's, it's, I think, do you remember, because when we sat down ages ago, remember we got together and I was kind of, did a little presentation of why, why not us in terms of where other people have done worse with a lot less, you know? So it's kind of in terms of, I'm worse with a lot more. Is that what I'm saying? Is that, yeah, yeah, that right? Pe- in terms of they got everything and it, they're terrible, terrible films yeah, so and had all kinds of budget. Look at the sci-fi channel and. That's those, got those a, kind of films. Probably a lot of that stuff has got bu- bigger budget than yeah, what we've yeah, got, exactly, hasn't it? Yeah. So that kind of leads to one of my worries, really. If it, it was just the people not getting our um, shorthand, because we've been together for ever f- fifteen years. Is it twelve years or fifteen? Pushing fifteen, I think. Fifteen years of produ- we as keep, a production. We keep company? saying twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fifteen. We keep forgetting how old our children are. It's like, God, is he that old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, how old is he? Yeah, yeah he's so, eight now, mate. <laughs> it's, it's just with that, because we're able to keep... The only reason we can keep the budget down is our shorthand, because we've been doing this for so long. We're doing what usually costs a couple of people a couple of million for what for half that, simply because it's all our time. We've already got everything involved. But it's our shorthand, which means we can get all of this done in a sh- on one day, to see what I mean? So we've got to get actors up to speed. Obviously, we stop and talk to actors, and I can't. we can't just... Click through and all right. Did you get that? You with me, Scott? And we're going. It's you got to slow down. The visions there as well. We've been do, we've been planning this one for so long that the visions there. We're not going to be there shooting days of coverage. No. You've got your shot in your head. You know what you the picture you want to paint. I'll help out with that. But we're not going to be doing ten camera shoots or. No. We're going to be. We've got. Well, we've got a two We've got the shots setup, in our head. We we know how long they're going to take. We just need the actors, and the frames to look how we want them and we know that we know how to set them up we're not going to be there for days yeah and the investors were saying earlier weren't they were um um the reason why they chose us was apart from the fact that the story they liked and everything it was just we were so well prepared they kept saying the script was written in a way where you can see it visually you can tell what you're going to do you've storyboard the entire film shot for shot 
our info pack, which we have an info, which I'd really recommend for anybody going to investors for films. It's like an info pack that includes the treatment, um, the uh, like inspirations, different films that we thought if you kind of, if you like these, it's going to look like that in terms of tone or style, ideas for locations, um, obviously a breakdown of budgets and how many days filming and things like that, um, ideas for casting. Casting ideas. And yeah. there, wasn't the, um, there wasn't much that they couldn't, Visualize because most, especially money people, I think they struggle to visualize stuff. Which, all through our doing commercials and market marketing and brand type working with big brands, we can we know that half of them, we come up with an idea for them and they can't visualize it. So I think we've done so much that they were just like, yeah, this is good to go. We're all business minded as well. We're not we're we're not a hundred percent creative. This is my vision. It's. We're business-minded. We've run a business for the last 15 years. We we have these things in place where, yes, we need to sell this afterwards, but we're not going, we're not going down one route. We understand that there are other options. We we can make a business from this from this film as such. We're not here. We have these processes already in place. We have reasons it's, you know that info packs there because we understand that people want to see yeah, yeah, yeah. where this money's going to go they want to see how they're going to get their return on investment and very much like what we have done for ourselves we've become a business we've learned to market ourselves we've learned and that's one thing that we probably recommend for people who are filmmakers is think of yourself as a business as well yeah, and I think a lot of people, that's where they can't take feedback as well. So a lot And of we, this is a nice time to mention our sponsors, Impify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, a lot, a lot of people don't take feedback well, do they? I think where a lot of, you hear creative differences and all that. Somebody there is just not meeting in the middle, and they were. If you've got our, because we work with big global brands, and but we give them a first draft of something and they come back going, no, we're paying for this, we want it this Yeah, way. we've also had 15 years of people shitting on our arts. <laughs> so, <laughs> we've, we've got, we've we've got an archive down. of yeah. first drafts that were amazing and final products that we don't want to show people. Thick skin. <laughs> that's, that's what he was saying today, the, uh, the producer guy was talking about um, building them relationships with people that you can work with because he was saying he's, the amount of times he's worked with people who any kind of creative criticism that they've given People were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he was just like, yeah, this is not going to work. And he've kind of walked away from that deal. Whereas mm. with us, we're quite flexible with, with some of the ideas that, that he, he brought forward, aren't we? Yeah, so they could, have had, they could have met really creative filmmakers with an amazing idea, the best script in the world, but they just met them and went, no, not working with that. So you've got to be... End of the day, it's a team sport. <laughs> Filmmaking's a team sport, isn't it? You can't do it by yourself. And if you do it like... And I think some people hear stories of... Uh, Artists, James Cameron or somebody just shouting at everybody on set, but he doesn't do it all himself. He just he gets people and stuff. But I think some people want to copy that, and we've come across some. But do you remember that? Remember when we did that BBC job in the in Wales? Wales that, yeah. the, um, there was they got this arty director to do this kind of docudrama, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he had a crew. We had a crew of about fifty people just looking at him, waiting for a decision, and he just wouldn't. He was just. He buckled. He just, he just buckled and couldn't do it. He wasn't prepared. He he wasn't. He couldn't handle a. Because one thing we're good at is handling a strict schedule. Do you know what I mean? Because corporate and commercial clients they don't give you more than you get your day and then get on with it. Also, twenty people that didn't need to be on that shoot halfway up a mountain. Oh, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. also twenty people. Yeah. There was like producers, producers assistants 
that were up on Snowden yeah. for no reason. 20 producers that don't know what, yeah, God knows. 20 producers in a, a second unit. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just wanted a nice day out. It was kind of like just some weird, but yeah. So what's the next one, Scott? Any, what are your, what's one of your worries? Uh, I think both of my worries kind of lead into the same thing of the first one's being underprepared. Yeah. Like you don't want to be, you want, you want to plan as much as you can. And so there's the worry of have I, you know, have I planned this enough? Have I have I missed anything? And am I going to go on set and someone's going to ask me something? And then you have nothing. You have you have just you give this complete and utter blank, and then you just end up fucking up your your your, your first really enjoyable kind of day. And then it's like, oh, I, I well, we're actually relying on you to cover up yes. from what we <laughs> yeah. what we yeah. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. You'll podcast. be covering up all of our. Oh shit, we forgot that. How about Scott? Fix this. Fix this, please. <laughs> yeah. Speak to Dave. Speak yeah. to Dave. <laughs> do you see that? Do you see that gaffer having a cup of tea in the background? Just wipe him out. Turn that into Scott. an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, There's no aliens in the film, but just make them an alien. But but that's all. It's all. The good thing is, even if we've got, we've been doing this for years, so we know exactly what we want to do, and we've got enough time to test things. It's that's where everybody goes wrong. They don't. They just turn up on set. It drives me crazy when you get, oh yeah, we all love Spielberg, but he, I watched this interview with him the other day, which was like I thought was dangerous to filmmakers who love him because he was he was like I used to storyboard everything, and blah, blah, but now I like to turn up on the set and see how I feel. And things like that. So if you haven't got the budget as Spielberg, who's clearly got... I think his DOP probably disagrees. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, think his, yeah, I think his DOP doesn't... So let's, let's feel it out. Yeah. get tense while I was thinking of doing... I kind of have an idea what I'm going to do. But obviously he's Spielberg, so he turns up confident. And everybody, everybody in the room has trust of him. But in most films, you've probably got your circle of people like us, but then everybody else is people you've brought on and they don't know you or trust you yet. So if you're there going, yeah, no, I think uh, we're going to... Work it all out. So that's why the thought with Peter, we storyboard every single shot of it. Even if every yeah, single yeah, shot yeah. doesn't get in or we change it, we at least on the day we film it exactly as we said we we're going to do. Because the storyboard, the good thing about storyboarding an entire film, it's like a paper edit. Mm. So when, like when me and Andy were doing the, the images, we're putting them they, together, yeah. it was actually like, well, that's actually crossing the line and that actually doesn't work. And let's move that bit there. And I'll always change it, but the fact that Sure. How do you problem. feel about this five-minute one tracking shot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's, your, how's your back? <laughs> but it's that problem. It's the fact that I think because we've been doing this so long, and the thought and we're building up the sense of doing it and things like that, we forget that we're our years of experience and the fact that we understand how much we need to prepare. Where some people literally just wing it. When you think, surely nobody wings it. But the more we, I talk to people, and the more we've been, it's just they all seem to be. It's, I think it's because it's still, to it's still who doesn't wing it you know? because prepared. it is still fairly it's it's we've been working on it for so long and it is kind of like our baby at the moment it's kind of like you, you want it to be perfect mm. and you know there's only so much no matter how prepared you are you're still going to worry even if you're prepared you know to, we'll be to worrying when we do it we'll yeah. be worrying after we filmed it yeah, we edited it. No, I feel so much more comfortable once the film is done. No, no, no. It's when we where we No, no, no. Did, did it's your done, well, that's your fault. You didn't, you didn't get it that day. <laughs> it's not my problem. When we that, sit down and we look at the first set and go, "This is absolute dog shit." What the fuck are we gonna do? Yeah. That's when. That's when we're worried. But I reckon it's we've we've got we'll have more than enough shots. We'll have more than we've got everything there ready. It's the formula's there. And one thing as well, like I. Do you remember me talking to you the other day about when I saw um, uh, a really good tip for anybody listening who 
if you ever edited something together and you saw your first edit and you were just like, wow, I thought this would be good and it's, <laughs> it's <yeah>. really not. <laughs> That's actually, um, I was watching this thing with Chris Nolan. He was saying, how, and he, I think it was like one of those director's round tables and he was the only one who had the balls to say it. He was just like, the first draft is crap, so I don't do it. The editor puts like a first and then I come in understanding it's going to be crap and then we work on it and edit it. And everybody else in the round table was like, yeah, I agree with that. But even from just doing our shorts, like Embers and Weight and things, the first draft, we kind of look at it going, well, it looks nice and everything's in it, but it seems a bit student-y. And, mm. and um, it's just the working on it and working on it and cutting out and changing things and not sitting there by yourself. It's like a lot of shows, like, like wait, I was editing it for a bit, got sick of it. Or needed to show it to Scott when he was doing then he would, Yeah, as soon as you give it like a fresh pair some, of eyes and, and people start noticing the As problems. soon as I show it, you say we're one of the short... When I show like the first... I think I showed you a first draft before anybody else. And I was really proud of it. And then when I showed you it, within two seconds, I was like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you know, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? As soon as you show somebody else, you're like, oh, fuck... And then I just talked all the way through it. That in you know, it? We'll, we got, it's like student screenings, still isn't it? Still working on the sound, you know. I'm going to probably going to change that. And it's it's the until you other eyes on it, you don't know. But that's a good. You need to see that with everything, though. Yeah. But there's four. The good thing is that we're going to. There'll obviously be a bigger crew, but it's the four of us, isn't it? We're the main producers. We're the main department heads, and we don't fluff things with each other do it's kind of and i think it's because because it's all on like a massive scale now well, a, yeah. a lot bigger than what we're, that we're used to so down to the fact of making sure that we've got everything backed up so oh, you, what, you so just what, mean with like the files so yeah stuff. yeah so once once sean's <laughs> once sean's pressed record and he's remembered to press record on everything <laughs> we have that footage and then we've got the footage the office, and we come yeah. back and we make sure that's backed up and every yeah Playback yeah, because on, on, a, on, a, on a normal kind of pay job, you can kind of go, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we you tell the client, oh yeah, we decided not to put that shot in because of uh, all sorts of kind of little issues, or you can go back and say, oh yeah, we'll film it another day. This you can't. <laughs> there's there's no money to do it. Yet. It happened once, like 15 years ago. You're gonna have <laughs> to get Are you sure <laughs> once? Are you sure? Happened once, 15 years ago. And let's be honest. It's We've still never happened. worked with that client ever again. <laughs> you will, you'll never do it again, though, ever. will you? <laughs> what's, uh, so what's, what's one of your worries, main ones? Maybe? Not pressing record. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's one, tick that off. <laughs> I'm going to have that all yeah, over yeah. my hands. <laughs> just roll up. Everybody's going to wear shirts, just pr- press record. There's, there's, there's going to be a post-it note on the camera when we're actually there, yeah. press record, Just on Sean. the Press record, and Fish. then you just peel it Fish. off. And <laughs> press record. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. What's, what's uh, from your DOP? Sorry. I think. I think. Or is it? Is it from a DOP or a producer that you worry? I've got one of each, really. I think simply because we're gonna film in England, we've the amount of shoots yeah. that have been ruined simply because of Mizzle. Mm. And we're gonna be filming in January. White skies well. in Mizzle. That, but it's not just that. Like if you take. So, for example, uh, wait, you've got blue went, skies. the blue skies, <laughs> snow and rain all, all in, in the same day. day. All in one day, yeah. Yeah, so, so you can't, you can't you plan watch, it. If you watch our short wait, as Keith, there's, it looks like it's filmed over a year. It was two days of filming. There's snow, sunshine, wind. We got sunburnt one day, didn't we, on top yeah. of that mountain? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was pink as hell the next day. Yeah, but that's the beauty of the yeah. But that was kind of a short, which is all about a montage of somebody's journey. So it kind of worked perfectly. But we were, we were at the top. We were at the top 
of Monero Mountain and it was snowing and then we went to the bottom of the valley and we got sunburned. It's, it's the yeah. same day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what, and that's what, and that's obviously we're on a, we're on a schedule. I wouldn't say we're on a tight schedule, but we're on a schedule. It's pretty and tight. It's pretty, tight, it's pretty yeah. tight. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> seen it yet. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that concerns me. Obviously we've got a, a vision and we want to tell a story and how much will the British weather influence I think, I think that's how where it that story is told location scouting is about so it's not just finding say you know we, we've got a lot of filming in woods um, so it's not just uh, finding somewhere that looks cool clearings clearings Clear, clearings and woods it, and there's, yeah. there's, um, uh, but it's still does that woods have parking nearby for a couple of vans for all the gear does it have if it does piss down do we have a sensitive a, dop who doesn't like cold weather <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, um uh, or is there is there a plan b that we can start because i think we want woodland which is very you know the canopy which is the big thick trees where if it rains it does cover a lot of sin so to speak because we're all filming everything on location but yeah that is that is a worry because it's january as well so that's the everything dead, will be the dead. dead of winter so we should be a, Cold and it should be. It might. You're probably more cold than wet. I can handle cold. It's the wet. I don't want to. I'm waiting for this global warming to kick in. Yeah. Do you know what? (laughs) They've been promising it for (laughs) since Al Gore. Yeah. It's it's not been. We had we've had had a month of summer and that was it. Keep getting promised. But I think it's always we just always have to work out what's the plan B in it. If we can't Mm. film that this day, what else is nearby so we can do something. Well, we, yeah, everything, everything's, we're planning everything to be quite flat, aren't we? So it's just mizzle. Mizzle, mizzle soaks you through. Yeah. What was your other worry? Your oh, people, people, understand, people understanding the story we're trying to tell through, you know, obviously we're trying to paint a picture a little bit, and that's, that's my... You mean by not having concern. all ex- explaining no, everything? No, yeah, not, 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 not the story as such, because I think, I think we've got there the, the story you can... You understand the story that we're, but I mean the visual story. Um, we're, we're not we're not trying to make every pit, every image pit pretty. You know, we're not doing creative arty shots for the sake of creativity. You know, we're 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 shaking the shots out. We're telling the story, but we want we want people to understand whose story it is we're trying to tell. Well, you mean just trying to make it pretty for the sake of it? And yeah, we're not. Want, yeah, people we're not wanting doing nicer that. shots. Yeah. Well, we're, we're big fans of Roger Deakins, aren't we? If, if you don't know Roger Deakins, he's probably the best cinematographer out there. He's did uh, the new Blade Runner. He's done all of the Cohen stuff. He's done... Help me out, what else? 1917. 1917, 1917 is the most recent, probably. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the best at it. 1984. But, if he <laughs> he's, but he's, he follows all of our... Because um, we like one camera. We don't like what we like. You like operating, Sean, don't mm. you? Rather than having other camera people. Um, but he, he's very much like... He hates watching films. Because you think... And this is, a D, this is DOP, where his job is to light things beautifully. And he's just like... He'll be watching something and really into a film and they just cut to a low Dutch angle behind a cup of coffee. With, and he's just like, that's takes just taking it, takes me out. out. That's it, so he's yeah. just like, what's, he's just like, what was the point of that? And, and people ask him kind of, well, why do you choose a, fi- a film? Do you think it's because of the visuals you can do? He's like, no, script, script, script. It's just... If you're trying to be fancy, kind of, if anything, over-directing something makes it look poorly directed, you know? So, and I think... A lot with, with with a tight schedule, we wouldn't be kind of oh, wouldn't it be great to have a shot from that? It's more 
let's get the shots we need and are the it's all about the performances and ours because it's very much interrogation room based it's and it's the action and things like that so it's uh i think we'll be all right for that i think it's just i think it's just i think it's now it's policing ourselves to try and not and get so it's like if you want to or like say if i oh let's get a shot from here blah 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 and you go, okay that's going to take an hour to set up is that going to actually help the story is that going to improve the performance if it's no, then we don't do it. I think I think that should kind of be the rules. Is if we, if whatever we're doing is not takes us out the story. Yeah, if, it, if it's not actually helping the story and the characters and the performance, then that's what. Because our problem is from a commercial background, it's all about the prettiness, isn't the pretty it? Pretty picture. It's all about in promos or whatever. It's all about making it look cool, and it's weird going away from that in a weird way, isn't it? Because where you show corp- commercial clients or like. This is just two people talking, and you're like, yeah, but that's that. You get emotional. You get no. Can you put an explosion <laughs> in that? Can you see how the light gently touches his yeah, corner of his face to evey emotion? You could tell the no. story. No, <laughs> you're not getting paid. Yeah, 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 there's a lot of that. Um, but I think so I don't know if that's. It's not if it's not my concern that other people get it. Is that I get carried away with trying to over pretty things where it take take us out of the story where we get we get too concerned on coverage we get to just yeah. in just in case the just in case one big thing i like that it. all comes back down to pre-production as well though doesn't it mm. so you're not over planning things you you know exactly how the final edit's going to be I, I heard something really cool the other day which i think it was roger deakins again sorry to keep banging on about but he's he's got a podcast as well if anybody's really deakins, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah we do say deeks bitch if uh, we get a good shot now it's deeks um but he said that is it you know didn't Denise Velnu, how do you say his name? He's a director. He did uh, he did Blade Runner and he did Sicario. If you've seen Sicario, it's a great film. Um, but he did this shot. I think I was saying it to you the other day, Keith. Actually, where there's a shot where there's this big kind of they go through the border of Mexico and they have this big gunfight on the border and then they're all driving back to get back to their base and they get to, to their base and the first shot they kind of did of the day was a wide shot through a car because there's like four or five cars and all lined up. And then the last car, the camera was looking out the window. So everybody gets out of the cars and goes back to inside this kind of little base outpost thing where Emily Blunt and Josh Brolin, the two stars, they get out of their cars and in the middle of the shot and kind of a wide, they have their argument about what the fuck was that? I, I didn't agree to it and all that, blah, 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 blah. And it, that was the first shot of the day and they filmed it and the performances were so great that they finished that shot and they kind of like, do we need to get in the, and then... Roger Deacon said that Denis was just kind of like, so do we punch him? Because they planned for a close-up on him, close-up on her. And one thing I thought was really good, he just said, no, if I think if I film that, I'll be forced to use it. It sounds strange, but he knew the performance was perfect. The shot was really good. And you didn't need anything else. And he just thought, if we spend two more hours doing... I'll just have that footage and I'll just have to use it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I'll be forced to use it in a strange way or, or I'll be sat with an editor and the editor will talk me out of it. He's when I got exactly what I wanted in that shot. What's, it's just one of, the them, one of them things that you pick up is always you've got your, your wide and your establishings or, and then you always punch in, don't you? You always punch yeah. in. If there's a conversation, you punch in. Be wide, get your clothes, yeah, get like, medium. If, I, li- I like, I like, I like, I like people like Sam Mendes, Chris, Chris Nolan, is def- he, he knows yeah, he knows. He knows exactly when he's got that shot. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to get coverage. He knows his shot. 
he's also a one camera camera kind of director. Sam Mendes is the same. Sam, when he did um, American Beauty, can you remember like the waspy round the table shot where they're all sniping at each other? Yeah. And like you didn't feel coverage of that. And yeah, you'd then I would think you'd yeah, close up was, on him. Was that, was that his first? Yeah, it was. First? Yeah, I think he was a Broadway director before that. It's not, um, not, a, not, a, not a bad debut. No. Um, I heard um, Jordan Peele when he did, uh, as it was his first Get Out, where he's saying, because that was his debut and he was first one where the biggest lesson he learned when he was doing it was day one, it was just the scene of coverage, wasn't it? It was just the yeah, couple yeah. meeting the mum and dad at the door. And I was like, they had a day for that. And he said he spent a day doing it. He's got this wide up. I'm going to get a close up of each individual, and he just said after the day after he felt it, he thought, yes, I've done great. I've got all of my coverage, and at the end of the day, I've got all the footage that I need. But he said he felt embarrassed the next day because he just felt like he wasn't a prop. Everybody else on the crew was probably thinking, do I need? Do we need the shot? Do we not get it? The actors are probably going. Did we not? We've get done freaking thirty again. takes. Yeah. You may have changed shot, but I've still been doing exactly the same thing for thirty, fifty takes. Because um, they're not going to change the effort they stick no, into a it, scene it, it, it might... just because they're on a close-up. It's like, right, now I need to cry now. Yeah, that's but... it. So that's kind of a real lesson for everybody, really, isn't it? It's just terms of, do, we, do you need to go in there? I think it's kind of, instead of going, especially for shot, I think the biggest culprit is when you have a conversation and you just cut to that person over the shoulder, talking over the shoulder. that person yeah. and you cut every line. So why not have the one shot on the person who's all the emotion and it's all about them and just have the other person's voice in the background. So it's just, do you need, and that's, yeah, so that's all in the preparation, isn't it? And it's having the confidence where you're just going, we got it. All yeah. the belief in your vision. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, I, I'm getting a sense, we'll only do that if the actors struggle. Do you know, it's like they can't think because there's a lot of dialogue in ours. So if they're just having, because I've- Picked the wrong Breaking it down. Yeah, by shot line by, by line. line. Section by mm-hmm. section. So, um, that, that's so it's like emergency things to get through the day but obviously i'd, I'd rather do i'd rather do long takes what, se- what scenes would you think are overly overly long in terms of dialogue it's more interrogation it's just a back and two it's more, i don't think there's lots of monologue them saying it themselves it's just four pages of two people talking that happens a couple of times I mean, it's no in this yeah i mean that's still quite digestible pieces they're not like another oh it's another interrogation scene it's it's an interrogation scene that's quite digestible. Yeah, I, I they're all, think they're so. All bit, they're all bite-sized and, well, and they're all, they're all leading to the different aftermath, parts. aftermath, isn't it? The aftermath of the woman's probably the longest part. Please refer to the story. Now, so, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, it's one of the, it's the quality of the actor again. Like, do you remember me saying I went to that theatre, I went to a theatre long ago and it was just a two-person show and it was two hours of two people talking and you probably think they've rehearsed it for months, which we wouldn't have the chance to do, but fucking hell, they were, they were just, they were so good and they were just, I think it was, uh, I think it was the woman in well, black. That's, it was yeah. that's what, that comes to my, my second worry about it, making sure that we, we get the cast and right on it. So yeah. it obviously comes down to us and the cast and director, but you've seen, you see a lot of good films, like beautiful films, but there's one person who yeah. ruins it for you and you, and you kind of just switch <laughs> off, you know what I mean? Well, it might be everybody. There's films yeah, which is like, it. I'm not going to say anything. I don't That's know. That's it. Like you're watching really it. There's really good films. They just you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is, this is lovely. They found it in. Dead, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I do, th- I think there's times as well where the acting's the director or the editor's fault. Do you know anything rather than leave, like exactly what we were talking about before, rather than just leaving um, a camera on somebody 
and you're cutting away from the performance or you cut too much where it feels you're not having the breathing space or any like tension in the conversation. I think there's sometimes that, but you can tell a fucking you can tell you sell when something starts going a bit uh so proper, aren't you, rather than which is it's so strange that you can tell a good actor as soon as you because we're doing a short coming up and one of the guys out of that is just out, out of all the ones I've talked. He was the only one that just went, this one sounds like it's a normal person talking when he does the lines. Yeah. And everybody else was just yeah. people over, reading the script. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounded unnatural them saying it. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, we cast right 99% of our problems because we could just do a horrible wide shot if the performance isn't yeah, great and it. the sound's good. Cut, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, Here's your 24. <laughs> yeah, so... Do you have another one, Scott? No, no, no. Another of your... I think they, I had mine, which was the... Um, just making sure people like it. And I think my last one was just having people on part of the production who was passionate about it as us. It, nothing would drive... I, would, I think I'd only... I mean, we're not snappy people, but I'd only be angry people who just didn't, give, didn't want to be there. And you're just like, if you've got... A, member of the crew, member of the cast, and, and we're not exactly, you don't take this job for the, well, if you're a famous actor anyway, the crew are paid well, and the actors are paid very well, but not millions. Uh, we, you're not really a job you're taking for the paycheck, so why friggin' take it, you know? That's my only worry is... They're just half out. Yeah, I think I'd rather, you know, somebody who's been doing it 20 years and seems a bit jaded about it, then the, I'd, I'd rather go for the guys who've been doing it a couple of years. It's probably their first day. They've, they've proved to us they can do it, you know, if they've got a good show reel, they've, say, it's like a sound recordist, they can show us lots of examples, and or maybe they're willing to come on some camera tests so we can test them out, but they're just passionate about it. And you know, if, I, if we ask for something, it's not going to be, oh, why do you need that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll look into that. It's, it's, I'm all up for it. Actually, we can't do that. Here's why. How about we do this? And we say that with our production company, don't we? If somebody comes, or the team come to us with problems, it's come to us with solutions, not problems. So if they're like, well, we can't do this, but how about this, this, and this? That's awesome. Great. It's just, that's the, my biggest worry is the, oh, we're doing this piece of shit. Are we? Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's, let's do it. But, um, Anyway, early lunch. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we decided to cut this episode into two parts, so check out part two on our profile for more film talk. To find out more about the making of Patriarch, follow the team on social by searching Patriarch Movie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Or visit patriarch movie.com for more information. This podcast is sponsored by Zimplify, sales and marketing automation software that helps your business grow fast. Go to Zimplify.com forward slash Patriarch to get 20% off your first three months. That's Z-Y-M-P-L-I-F-Y.com forward slash Patriarch. We're also sponsored by Mostly T-Shirts Mostly.com. Fun and random t-shirts and hoodies for real film fans. See if you can get the references. Visit Mostly T-Shirts Mostly.com to buy your next favorite t-shirt. This podcast was produced by Wagyu Films. 